There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. New, new, new information, please. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in entertainment. I'm going to need everything. All the info you got. On My Talk. My Talk. Come on, you guys. Tell me all the dirt. Gordon Ramsay is being sued by a restaurant that was featured on his show Kitchen Nightmares. Uh-oh. Oceana Grill in New Orleans was on the show in 2011. And on the program, he berated the restaurant about how bad their businesses were and... They are not happy about that. They sued him in 2011, but then recently uh, some uh, a Facebook page connected the show and replayed a clip of him vomiting at the restaurant with the caption, no wonder this restaurant is failing. And so they're being sued again. Well, I mean, by again, saying the I, editing was not accurate. Oh, stop blaming! Uh, I hate when people uh, blame, blame the editing. Mm-hmm. You're going on a reality show. Know what you're going into. It's not real. Uh, I, well, not. I, I, I said this earlier. I wouldn't go on these shows. I mean, you, that's the risk that you run. Gordon Ramsay is going to rip you and rip your restaurant to shreds. You have to know that going in. This is not a new show. So, I don't know. And if you don't play Buyer ball, beware. and if you don't actually do the changes he suggests, then you're going to get bad press for that. If the food still is not good, then yep. that's yep. your own deal, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's your opportunity. Yeah. Do better. Okay, a former Queer Eye for the Straight Guy star Carson Kressley took a shot at the Netflix reboot. He said, I'm thrilled that they're nominated for four Emmys, but it was a little more groundbreaking back when we won an Emmy in 2004. Ooh, ouch. Ooh. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he does have a point there, though. Yeah. Honestly. He does. Yeah. I mean, the new show is great. Uh, Anthony is starting to drive me crazy. I think he, as I like to say, is starting to believe his own press, but I still like the show. Yeah, Yeah, Jonathan's my favorite. I want to meet him. I love Jonathan, yeah. A brothel in Nevada called Sherry's Ranch figures that since Tiger Woods never played golf better than when he was messing around, they can help him get his game back up to speed, and they're offering him a 75% discount on their services. Oh, that's (laughs) nice of them. Very nice. Oh, Oh, sweet. It's not kind. Man, hole in one. The Hooker Ranch gives back. That's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Sherry's Ranch. Okay. All right. On TV tonight, we have America's Got Talent on NBC. This is the live results show. Uh, we also have a two-hour special called The Story of the Royals on ABC. Um, and then we have the first season finale of Yellowstone on Paramount. Oh. 
Um, I'm sorry, Don. You're yeah. once again on a Wednesday. Oh, no, Wednesday. Uh, once oh, again, Big Brother's uh, on. Oh, yes. Yep. Uh, yep. Once again, yep. Don. I don't know what's going on with that sheet you're reading, but yeah. also Doctor Pimple Popper, a brand new episode. Ah, what is that? That's the latest dirt. You can find more at mytalk1071.com. That's a lot of dirt. Dirt alert dirt. updates at the top of every hour. Plus, get extended dirt alerts at 820, 1220, and 520. I gotta go. I'll be back in an hour. And now, Jason and Alexis in the morning with producer Don on my talk. Everything entertainment. Morning, everybody, and welcome to the 6 o'clock hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Come down for moose soup after. Oh, wow. Everything moose soup. Are we I'm popping Jace. bottles and having moose soup? That's right. What we're are we celebrating? Yeah. Well, nothing. Just being alive, Lex. Being yeah, alive. That's, that's right. what we're celebrating. Yeah, we want yeah. you to have it all. It's true. Yeah. I'm Jace with Lex and Don McLean. We just got a funny tweet from Kelbell C. You've got mail. We were talking about Alexis's uh, obsession with doll heads, uh, cutting <laughs> them up in various configurations. Uh, Kelbell writes to us, Dear Dawn and Jason, mm. switch me from thinking of Alexis as sweet to <laughs> gravely concerned yeah. uh, <laughs> with her freaky babies slash baby heads. Yeah. She goes, switch me from the sweet to gravely concerned column on Alexis Thompson. Yeah, well, oh, that's funny. Kelbell, yeah, we're right with you, right, Dawn? We're, yes, we're, we're in that column as well. Mm-hmm. We're, in that, we're in that column as well. Uh, thanks for being here. We have a fun 6 o'clock hour ahead, uh, including at 6.30. We're going to be talking live to the one and only Melissa McCarthy about uh, the Happy Time murders. I just saw Melissa in the trailer for that great Gilda Radner documentary coming out called Love Gilda. Um, I just saw, I just rewatched that again yesterday. I can't wait to see that yeah, documentary. When is that coming out? Uh, September 13th, I believe. Oh, cool. Something like that. So anyway, we'll be talking to Melissa at 630. But right now, Alexis is hungry. Dawn's hungry. Mm-hmm. I just got out of the kitchen uh, and I have made a pepperoni hot dish, ladies. Mm. Pepperoni oh, hot, dish. Yes. hot dish. Oh, hot dish. Good thing I brought my leather oven with. Oh, you betcha, yeah. Maybe I sprinkle some crushed potato chips on top to snazz it up. It's hot. Oh, that's right. Our hot dish. Some news we think you'll be interested in. That's all juicy. No tough meat in this hot dish. So Madonna has uh, clarified things. You know, she took a lot of heat. We gave her a lot of heat yesterday for her Aretha Franklin tribute at the VMAs. Well, Madonna came out yesterday on her social media on on Instagram. I saw this pop up. I was like, okay, I was waiting for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's what she wrote. She said, just to clarify, I was asked to present video of the year by MTV. And then they asked me to share my anecdotes I had in my career connected to Aretha Franklin. I shared a part of my journey and thanked Aretha for inspiring me along the way. I did not intend to do a tribute to her. That would be impossible in two minutes with all the noise and tinsel of an award show. I could never do her justice in this context or environment. Unfortunately, most people have short attention spans and are so quick to judge. I love Aretha. I love uh, I love Camilla. I love my dress and I love love. <laughs> and there's nothing anyone can say or do that will change that. Madonna. What do you think, Lex? 
kind of confused by that statement. So she, first she says, is she blaming it on the fact that they didn't ask her to do that in the first place? No, I think she's... That it uh, changed? Like her role changed? Is that what the first I, couple sentences mean? She she is saying that she was not there to do the... She was not told. I think they kind of... It sounds like they set her up to kind of fail. Because it sounds like the producers didn't tell her properly that she was doing the Aretha tribute in the award show. Which that would be the perspective of the audience. They told her, hey, while you're up there, you're the last you're the last one. You're video of the year. But would you also mind sharing your personal stories, your, as Mm, she said, your anecdotes about Aretha Franklin? So she goes out there. They put a picture of Aretha behind her. And everyone thinks this is the official tribute. But Madonna's like, no. Madonna was like, no, they just asked me in in the midst of this last big award. And because I'm Madonna, Mm -hmm. they asked me to share my thoughts, not not to do an official tribute, which I got to tell you, Hmm. I believe her. Madonna doesn't really lie. Madonna doesn't care. (laughs) Madonna doesn't give a rat's ass. So I came down really hard. This makes sense to me. I got I'm being honest and I am a fan of hers. But I did take her apart yesterday, but this makes sense because it really wasn't a tribute. That's why everyone was wondering. It really it wasn't a tribute. So I don't know. What do yeah. you think now, Lex? Oh, I think it kind of goes against kind of her whole thing, which will be on Lori and Julia's T-shirt of the don't complain, don't explain. I, I think in some ways it muddles it a little bit, but I guess it makes sense. Uh, oh, wow. And then to because I. I was I was reading more about this. The final count, she mentioned herself 72 times and Aretha four times. <laughs> so I just keep going back to that number. And 72? Even, yeah. How is that possible? And even though it, it's your own personal anecdotes about how she affected you, it still was about Aretha. And, and maybe she should have talked about her a little bit more. But it, it does. It, it adds a little bit more. Um, context to what really was going on in her mind and and where she was going with that so Mm -hmm. yeah that it helps don i think that was there i have a question was there another official tribute for aretha no no well then shame on them i i feel like i believe her how they shouldn't just haphazardly ask madonna to be the one you know I, i kind of understand her point of view there and I'm I I do like the explanation. Yeah. yeah, because you know, let's think about it through take Madonna out of it. Put whatever artist. That artist, those artists, folks, Madonna's people, they don't care about the rest of the rundown of the show. Think I'm and I'm bringing this up for a reason. So you're Madonna, you're asked so you you agree to do video of the year and they probably asked her, they start producing these things a, lo- a while ago, you know. Ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So you're asked, she agrees to, to present video of the year. And then Aretha Franklin passes away. Then then MTV probably goes to Madonna and says, hey, while you're up doing video of the year, can you give us some of your an- a- anecdotes? Madonna agrees. Her people not knowing, like Dawn just said, that this was going to be the only. The one and only. The tribute. <laughs> this was going to be the one and only sanctioned mention of Aretha in the two hour plus broadcast. So I don't know. It makes sense to me. 
I don't think it muddies it up. I, 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 yeah, I mean, she probably still shouldn't have mentioned herself 70 sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still, still all roads lead back to her. Yeah. No matter, you know, as she was saying, you know, what she did, um, maybe another person but would, would be, have would, but would people projected be, it out more. But I think people would be less offended and actually wouldn't it wouldn't have made a headline at all if Madonna was one of many tributes or at least exactly. followed the official tribute. Yep, a agreed. montage. You know what I mean, Lex? Absolutely. No one would have cared. Actually, Madonna might have come off. People still would have rolled their eyes of how many times she mentioned herself. <laughs> mm. But but it would have made, think about it, if there had been an official tribute mm-hmm. in the middle of the broadcast, a montage, maybe Ariana Grande redoing her natural woman performance, whatever. Yeah. And then Madonna comes out at the end, the grand finale to do video of the year. And Madonna also takes time to remember Aretha. Madonna might have come off looking better. Madonna might have looked pretty good. Oh, yes. But with the absence of a real produced tribute, she looked overly self-absorbed. And she is self-absorbed. But again, again, just like I feel about the housewives. Anybody throwing that name at Madonna, especially if they're in the industry, give me a break. Everybody, <laughs> all the all the singers on that stage, are, you have to be. You have to have a healthy ego to be Madonna. You have to have a healthy ego. So the whole thing of she's over. It's, well, of course she is. Well, she's yeah, Madonna. she's not producing the show. She didn't know. You're right. What's coming before? What yes. comes after? It really it boils down to yes, the production of the night, and yeah. for them to put that squarely on her shoulders yeah, and not, not cool. express well, that to her in a way that this is, this it. is it. This is You're our doing only thing. It. It's all up to you. Yeah. Well, then, you know, Dawn, bringing that up, we got to take a break. But why isn't there a little, not outrage, we got to settle down. It's a silly award show. But why isn't there a, 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 any finger wagging at MTV for right. doing a shabby job? Mm-hmm. Producing and don't give me the time frame. Spare me. Right, you oh, know, there no, have they been, had a couple days. Uh, Whitney Houston, remember that Lex and yep. Dawn? Yeah. The Grammys. They got Jennifer Hudson. They got her in rehearsal, and they produced a beautiful, beautiful number. Don't yeah. give me this crap. They didn't have time. They had time. They just yeah. they chose not to do it, and they had Madonna do that and kind of set her up to fail. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. 6.15. we got to take a break. Alexis Thompson is going to tell you why Bethany Frankel's ex-husband is a poophead. Uh, mm, he's the yeah. worst. And then I'm going to tell you why, uh, for Bethany Frankel fans, we may be crying soon. We'll talk about that after. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor. From like the 70s or 80s. Is that right? Is that right? Mama even served us. But silly as he seems, beans will give you your protein. My good buddy Rice is an energy divine. Put us together as a team. We've got a flavor that's supreme. Beans and rice, beans and rice. Once or twice or even thrice. Beans and rice is nice. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. That's right. Beans and rice. They're nice. Sure is nice. That's right. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment, Everything Commodore 64. I'm Jace with Lex <laughs> and Dawn McLean. Thanks for being here. More hotness for you. Jason Hoppy is just, it seems, a bad uh, human being. 
Just not a nice guy. This is Bethany Frankel's ex-husband, my talkers. Mm-hmm. Lex, I I always kind of thought he was kind of a D-bag, but what's the newest yeah, allegation? Well, we didn't think that when we were introduced to him on Real Housewives of New York no. and their whole wedding special. seemed like the nicest guy. Well, when they did split up, I guess things have really taken a turn. And, and they've been divorcing longer than they've were married. married. Yeah. So now they have a daughter together, Bryn, and they both have filed for sole custody of her. Jason also has a restraining order placed on him by Bethany. He has reportedly sent horrible emails and he's threatened Bethany outside of Bryn's school. Well, when Jason learned that Dennis, who is Dennis Shields, who was Bethany's kind of off again, on and off again, boyfriend had passed away. He used his overdose, sudden overdose as an opportunity to use against Bethany in the custody case saying, well, if she knew about this, that he was taking all of these pills, my daughter was in danger. Remember at the time of his death, they were not together. No. So now that's his newest thing. Oh, that's just that the judge will hear. Oh, that's gross. Come in on. Court. It's just gross. Yeah. It seems so opportunistic <sighs> that you're using the death of a man. Mm-hmm. And by all accounts, probably a man that was struggling with some addiction demons, mm-hmm. like a lot of people. Yep. And I would be very careful, Mr. Hoppy, because God forbid anything about you come to light. Mm-hmm. I'm not accusing anything, but by the grace of God. But anyway, you, mm-hmm. you seem like you're dancing on the grave of a man to score some points with a judge against yeah. your wife, your ex-wife, who you hate. Well, it just Bethany's, seems so Beth- grossly opportunistic. Absolutely. And Bethany is smart. She's staying silent about all of this. She did post a thank you message to everyone who rallied around her you know, after Dennis's death. So that's the way to go. Mm. Yeah. Just yep. moving through publicly. But, you know, in court, of course, that's a whole other story. But smart, especially since Bryn... I know, four, three, four, four years old. She's something like that, right? She's older. Oh, she is. Okay. Well, oh, she, yeah, I'm yeah. sure she can Google. Yes. And her friends can too. She's about eight, I think. She's oh, wow. I'm, like my that. time frame's off. <laughs> yeah, she probably does. Oh, yeah. man. Oh. oh. Anyway, that's I, what's happening with it's that. It's just so gross. And, and then comes news. Oh, yeah. She's eight. Wow. Yeah. And then we find out. You know, Bethany is just obviously, this isn't a great time for her. And a couple of the rags were saying last night that it's not a done deal that she's going to sign on for the 11th season of The Real Housewives of New York, which would that surprise anybody? I mean, no. they start, they typically start taping after Labor Day, but maybe, in, and everyone said Bravo's being so very considerate and, and kind of leaving her alone. If I were Bravo... If I really wanted her back, and they should want her back, mm-hmm. I would I, leave her alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And push back. If she's that important to you, and I think that she is, push back the season. You know what I mean? What, I mean, HBO oh. goes, what, two years between Game of Thrones seasons? Right. We don't uh, have I mean, to uh, have it all the time. Oh, man, no, but that would really pit it. her against the other women who oh. already are having problems with her. Well, then. Maybe she can uh, join midseason. Maybe. But give her time, you know, give her uh, your Bravo. If you're doing that, it's the right thing to do. But Bethany, uh, get better. 
prayers and good thoughts, and uh, you take your time, but please come back because you are that show. I'm just, I'm telling you. It is uh, coming up on 626. When we come back, we're going to be joined live by the one and only Melissa McCarthy talking about her new movie, The Happy Time Murders. We'll be right back. My Talk 1071. Everything. Oh, no. It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. Entertainment. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with 071. Everything entertainment. Everything murdering puppets. <laughs> I'm Jace with Lex and Don McClain. Let's get to it. Our special guest. Oh, I love this woman so much. Oh, I adore her. <laughs> The great Melissa McCarthy is joining us live to talk about her new movie, (laughs) The Happy Time Murders, and Melissa joins us now. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning. Morning. How are you? Hello, hello. Well, can you give us the synopsis? Because, I mean, (laughs) I'm looking at the poster now, and it says sex, (laughs) murder, puppets. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What's to explain? Yeah. <laughs> it's, your, it's your standard uh, uh, R-rated puppet movie. No, it's you know it's just uh, it's a like buddy cop movie, but the cops have you know we've broken up. Bill Beretta, who is the the puppeteer and the the voice and character behind Bill, we're ex partners. Things have gone terribly wrong. Um, and there's an 80s, you know, television show, Happy Time Murders, or the Happy Time Gang, that one by one start getting murdered, <laughs> and we kind of team up again together to try to solve it because his brother was one of the actors on the show, also a puppet, and um, it's just kind of a, you know, a bit of a noir, very, very grown up uh, puppet movie <laughs> where there's like, you know, drugs and the underbelly of the world and all this stuff, and I have a so- pretty, pretty violent fight with with some puppets, which is, I have to say, a blast to do. Just when you're hurling a puppet around a room and taking a punch from one, you're like, this is a pretty good work. Yeah. So again, like again, like you said, Melissa, the typical puppet movie, right? The typical movie. Yeah. Involving your puppets. classic, your classic drug drug murder puppet movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned the puppets because I, I was wondering how how easy is it to act with a puppet and when it comes to emoting, are there special challenges? <laughs> you know, strangely, no, I know it seems like it would be a it, it's not. The, the weirdest thing, these, the puppeteers that have worked with Henson forever um, are so good yeah. that they kind of kind of break your brain a little because the camp, you know, cut has been called. We're no longer filming. And I'm sitting there talking to, like, you know, a vulture. And I'm like, you know, I made, uh, I made pork chops last night. They turned out pretty well. And it's like they keep going. The puppeteers are so trained, especially with kids, to always, like, keep the illusion of the puppet real. They kind of fade away in the background. And you end up continuing to talk to the puppet. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, Drew, I'm sorry. I know you're a human standing behind the vulture, and I'm sorry that I continued for seven minutes to keep talking to him, Vinny, who's not real. Like, mm-hmm. But they just keep going. They'll never they'll never kind of pull out of the character as they're, like, dying because it's really physically challenging for them. It's yeah. just, I didn't expect that. When you see what they physically, how they have to contort themselves either to hide themselves or to get the, the puppet in the right position, yeah. you realize, like, well, I'm just 
I'm just standing here talking. Like, what yeah. am I complaining about? They're under, you know, they're underneath a cash register with their, like, back-breaking. It was really, really uh, amazing to watch the process of the puppeteers. The great Melissa McCarthy is our guest. Don McLean. Yes. Now, this is also in conjunction with Brian Henson, who's the son of Jim Henson. And, uh, and the yes. director of Muppet Christmas Carol, Muppet Treasure Island, is was this originally his idea, or whose idea was this to come up with this uh, R-rated someone, puppet someone movie? Someone brought him this. Someone brought Brian the script quite a while ago, and I think he's been championing it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I read it and just immediately was like, that seems amazing to put puppets in a really kind of gritty situation and <laughs> to have stakes and to have these like crazy murders and please tell me I really get to have a fist fight with one of them and I mean we all kind of love it you know <laughs> Maya Rudolph is a big part of it Joel McHale it's mm-hmm. like all these Elizabeth Banks comes in like it just was really fun and we I think we all kind of felt like we probably have one shot to get to do this kind of sure. a story with these puppets so it was just a blast Oh, I would have paid money to have been on the set the first day with you and Maya and Maya interacting with the puppets. What what was she? Did she have a similar reaction to you? Did she continue to tell the puppets about her pork chops that she made the night before? Or? Uh, every every single person did it, and Maya was like, "Oh my God!" I was still talking to Phil, and then I look and I have to say, "Oh, I'm sorry, Bill, Alice. How was your weekend?" Because I just talked to. I just had an additional conversation with Phil, who's not real. Like, we were all doing it. She would always, like, she'd always kind of, like, smooth out Phil's hair. And it was, I mean, of course, not shockingly, Maya was. Maya plays Bubbles in it, and it's so funny. It's, like, it's just crazy. Oh, yeah. We have just a few more minutes, Lex. Yeah, so another person on the cast is your husband, Ben. What do you tell your daughters? At, who maybe want to see this film? It's, oh. it's naughty puppets. When uh, is I, that appropriate? I say what I say to most of my films: not a chance <laughs> <laughs> for, for kids. At least not this one. Yeah. Not a chance. This is definitely. I can't stress it enough. This is definitely a grown-up movie. But it's the fun of it. You know, it's taking. You know, it's it's kind of you know bending both genres. It's it's kind of bending the the buddy cop film. It's bending like the what the puppet. What, what you think a traditional puppet movie is and yeah. combining those and kind of twisting them into a just a mess on the floor and enjoying it. <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. The Happy Time Murders is the movie. Yeah, Melissa, before we, before we let you go, I, I was telling Alexis and Dawn, I, ironically, I was watching a whole bunch of trailers yesterday, and I saw the trailer for Love, Gilda. And I got to tell you, your oh, re- yeah. You're reading the letters or uh, the, the words of Gilda Radner. Just watching the trailer, Melissa, I was crying really quickly in like 20 seconds. What was that experience like for you? Amazing. To get the whole, to actually, I actually held the book that she wrote in and looked at her notes and to see her, Gilda Radner's thought process. And it was, it was one, like an incredibly special thing that I got to do. And I, uh, I think we were all crying doing it, just realizing how much she meant to all of us and how much we miss her. Yeah, I mean, just watching your face, I think when you realized, I think you look off camera and you, you ask somebody, are these really the papers? And I cried watching I your reaction. Yeah, it was pretty emotional. I think I think most people got pretty choked up and, you know, I didn't know that I was going to see them. And it, it just, I mean, I grew up watching her. She meant so much to me. There was so much love that came out of her humor. It wasn't 
It was never making fun of anyone. It was always, I mean, I, I think I really, really learned from her and probably steal from her that she always kind of makes herself the butt of the joke. And yeah. there's, yeah. A, there's just a kindness and a love that, like, it, it's, it was an amazing thing she put into the world. And getting to really look through all of her things was pretty overwhelming. I can't wait mm. to see it. And we can't wait to watch the Happy Time yeah, Leaders without our kids. Yeah. Without our kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> without your kids. Yeah. Exactly. It's a babysitter kind of movie. Totally. And your child is husband. Bring him. We yes. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much. Bye. Okay, Melissa. thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Melissa McCarthy, everybody. The Happy Time Murders uh, opens, Not I believe. Not for kids. Don't, wa- don't no. wander into this theater oh with your grandchildren or anything. <laughs> Oh. No. Watch this no. trailer and you'll see why. Yeah. Oh. Hopefully oh. the word murder will alert people. No, yes. I don't. It probably won't. No. I mean, they see because they see Melissa McCarthy and then they see a puppet in the poster. And all the funny Joel McHale. But if you but if you do look at the movie poster and if, if you read carefully, you will see that it does say sex, murder, puppets. So, yeah, they did try to make it clear in the poster. I still think they're going to be people that will accidentally stumble in this movie and be horrified yeah. when the stuff starts. Because I, I, I didn't have that feeling because, well, I was an adult, but I'll never forget going to see Team America oh. um, from the guys that did South Park with the screening audience uh, many years ago. <laughs> oh, that was hysterical. People walked out. There were audible gasps. Um it I laughed so hard. There's if you guys don't know, it's like this it's these puppets, uh marionettes from again the guys that did South Park. And there is a whole song called America F yeah. America <laughs> F yeah. And it and it starts listing off like uh the gap, bed bath and beyond, F yeah. And it goes on and the this woman sitting next to me was horrified got up and left she brought her kid oh. and i'm like well it is rated r and she's you know i'm thinking to myself she did not look at the rating on this one oh, anyway uh the happy time murders everybody <laughs> hey we're uh coming up on 6 41 don't forget to follow us on social media especially during the fair i'm sure we're going to be uh Doing a lot yeah. of Instagramming out at our brand new uh, My Talk building at the fair. So follow us, Lex in the Cities, Dawn at Dark, and uh, Jason Matheson, and especially the My Talk accounts. I know they're going to be all up in there getting behind the scenes stuff. So follow us, won't you? Uh, we're going to take a very small break. When we come back, more hot dish right after this. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. That's right. That's Sounds our plan, like plan. today yeah. during the state fair. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. <laughs> on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. I'm Jace. Alexis. Hola. And Academy Award nominee for her role as Child 7 in the Children of the Corn, mm. Don McLean. 646 commuters. One of the things I don't know about you two, I don't know about you, my talkers, but I mean this. One of the things that I took from the death of Aretha Franklin, and don't th- and don't worry, I'm not going to ruin the party. I'm not getting uh, sad here. But one of the things that was reinforced to me is appreciate the legends while we have them. 
because we're losing a lot of our legends, especially if you are in our age group, anywhere from 34 to maybe 44. We're losing a lot of our greats. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? We need to appreciate the ones that we have that still get to entertain us with fresh material. And, and I immediately thought of Betty White because we said it before we, we even before Aretha passed mm-hmm. away. I said, we, we, we are very lucky that this treasure is still around and that's what she is. And I bring her up because yesterday PBS aired a wonderful documentary. I watched a little bit of it called Betty White, the first lady of television and think about that title. I love, I love that title because it's. If you think about it, it's absolutely right. We she. It, let me. You're not going to believe this. Uh, she's had an 80 year career. Wow. <laughs> That's she's had is, that must be like the longest record? career uh, in I, TV I don't history. Know, possibly. An 80-year career. I mean, you would maybe think maybe Lucy, and she definitely is one of the first ladies, but Betty White is the first lady of television because she spans all drama. I mean, she spans all genres. Uh, Game shows, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously sitcoms without a doubt, from the Mary Tyler Moore show to obviously the Golden Girls to Hot in Cleveland. She spans decades. Uh, She is. And I I read that title and I thought, my goodness, is that an appropriate title for that show? Well, check this out, too. She's the first woman to produce a national TV show, first woman to star in a sitcom, the first producer to hire a female director, and the first woman to receive an Emmy nomination. Hmm. You know that. Rose. Well, this was a little moment in this documentary that I thought you guys would enjoy. I love personally, I love behind the scenes stories. I love good little fun facts. And this is a good one about her hosting SNL a few years ago after that Facebook campaign. Oh, yeah. Uh, But we (laughs) didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. The guy you're going to hear from, there's two dudes you're going to hear from. One is her agent, her longtime agent, manager, Jeff. And the other guy you're going to recognize his voice is Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Uh, Is this a Dusty Muffin? No. Yes, this is when she hosted after the Facebook campaign to get her to host. Perfect. Yeah. So listen to this story about that episode. This is interesting. There was a young man, I believe, in Austin, Texas, who started that campaign. This is her manager. He said he was driving along one night in, in Texas, and he was thinking about Betty White. I said, how old are you? The Facebook campaign went crazy, and then SNL obviously took it seriously. I talked to Lorne Michaels, and we found out you know, who was going to come back from the cast. Lorne was making it more of a Mother's Day show, which was very special. I've done SNL, and it's, it's hard. Ryan Reynolds. Betty rehearsed vigorously all week. Thursday, Betty looks at me with a, a look that I've never seen before. And she says, never again. Maybe I pushed her a little too far and a little too much because I was pushing her out of her comfort zone. And then she said it, she looked, went right back into the regular Betty White right after she said it. Stage fright is, it's, 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 a, it's uncomfortable and all that, but it's a lifesaver because the panic that sets in, you've got to counter and you've got to you've got to get a handle on that in order to do what you're doing. 
So the stage fright is what puts the edge, I think, on a performance. I sat back and said, well, maybe I pushed her, maybe I did, but I said, no, no, she's still going to deliver. She's going to come through. I have so many people to thank for being here, but I really have to thank Facebook. <laughs> the campaign to get me to host Saturday Night Live, I didn't know what Facebook was. <laughs> and now that I do know what it is, I have to say, it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> I can't believe Betty did SNL at that age, and, and, and not only did SNL at that age, but took the ball and knocked it so far out of the park. Bless their hearts. They, when I did it, they brought uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, and they brought the, the the original wonderful people back, which gives you all that that surrounding with that, the, all those pros. We love you. Oh, we yes. love you. To have that opportunity to work with the Tina Fey's of the world and Kristen Wiggs and these young writer, actress, producers, you know, I mean, they're kind of what she was so many years ago. Hey everybody, look what I wrestled up! Oh, Young woman, you get that fish out of my parlor. What has gotten into you? She's a lesbian. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's from Betty White, first lady oh. of uh, television. Uh, it's going to be repeated several times, obviously, and then eventually it'll be on streaming. But uh, oh, that, I gotta that. see that. Isn't it? Yeah. And isn't that I interesting? I love her so much. Uh, you, you think oh. you wouldn't think Betty White would get straight stage fright, but uh, she did. And I love that little an- anecdote about from the manager that Betty looked at her. Betty looked at him and was like, never <laughs> again. Yeah. Oh. It makes me feel better non- about Project Down and Dirty. Oh, yeah, Alexis. When you do the stand-up comedy routine that you're going to do. No, that's you guys. You guys are doing that. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to build the set. I got to no. tell him that. I'm building the set. Mm. Remember remember the line right there, Lex, about stepping out of your comfort zone? Don't you think you want to do that? Oh, well, you know, some just building things can be... Uh... No, you build things all the time, Lex. Shoot. <laughs> okay. You just built headphones out of baby doll That's heads true. yesterday. Yeah. You know? Crafting so, is building. Right, Don? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to build a routine, Lex. Mm. You're going to build a routine at Project Down and Dirty. <laughs> and I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. It's going to be fun, I think. <laughs> it's oh, it's going to be. I know. And it's going to be here before we yeah. know it. I mean, right now. The 2nd to the, the 5th of October. Yeah, we're on the precipice of the fair. Yep. And the fair is going to speed by. And then Labor Day's here. We're going to come out on the other side of Labor Day. And then we literally have about four weeks before Project Don and Dirty. Comedy. Comedy. Living at Mystic Lake and doing an improv uh, routine, which that I am so excited for. I am very... Now watch. uh, uh, That'll probably be the thing that we kind of bomb at. But I'm excited (laughs) to do it with you two because we basically, without the structure and, and discipline, we basically do that for four hours every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited to, in the three of us now, Dawn, you've been with us for enough time. We have a good rhythm. We, yeah. I think uh, people, I don't think if we, they wouldn't listen to us if they didn't. Most uh, days. We, did. Most we days. have good rhythms about mm, 
81% of the time. <laughs> Sometimes 82. What do you wow. think? Or wow. is it more? Is it more like 91? Wow. I don't. I don't okay! <laughs> little John agrees, see? Mm. <laughs> Don, what, what say you? I'm a little taken back by what Alexis <laughs> just said. You? Uh, um, I think we have good rhythm. Like, I would say... Yeah, um, I don't know, 70%? Oh, yeah. Jeez, that, that should you more. So, I think that's pretty good, actually. expectations. Yeah. Wow. Be really realistic here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maybe we can work with puppets. <gasps> Ooh, I'm definitely building the set. Okay. Yep. Puppets. <laughs> Make a tiki bar. Tiki so, bar? Yeah, I know you have one. We'll just use yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and use the Drill tiki Drill some bar. holes in there. Nope, you're not drilling holes in oh, my tiki bar. Oh, you're right, because that is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Oh, we'll just use baby heads for the puppets. Uh-huh. You know I got them. I got plenty of sizes. They're fresh, ready to go, guys. Yep, I got it. Well, when we come back, I, I hope the 7 o'clock hour is part of that 72% of the time when we have good rhythm. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's good. If, if not, well, it's your own damn problem. Uh, we'll be back after these words. It's a beautiful day. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.